Hello, everybody. It is Friday night and it is weekender time once more. On this week's show, we've a whole host of miniature gaming goodness to tell you about throughout the worlds of historical fantasy and science fiction. As well as all of that, we also have a magnificent prize uh, for all you budding GMs or fantasy skirmish players. We are giving away a copy of Epic Encounters by Steamforge Games, the Barrow of the Corpse Crawler, an Epic Encounter, the Hive of the Ghoulkin, and if you need some heroes and paints to deal with those, the new Game Master character paint set from Army Painter, a huge galvy bucket of paints, miniatures, and maps to get your figures on the tabletop. If you want to be in with a chance to win, you need to be a commenter and a subscriber on the YouTube channel. So pop those below, give us a thumbs up, and then kick back and relax, because your weekend starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by Shay, John, and Ben, as we take a gentle meander through the wonderful world of tabletop gaming. Yeah. How are you guys? Having fun? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not too yeah, bad. doing well. Yeah. Right, before we kick in to this week's show, we had a lot of winners last week. Awful lot of winners. <laughs> not all of you were winners. Most of you were winners. None of you were winners. Uh, and the reason for that is some rando has set up uh, a, a fake on tabletop YouTube. Blooming spam bots. Yeah. I, was, I was scamming their way merrily through the comment section. So uh, like we say most weeks, if you want to know if you're a winner, then what you want to do is come across to on tabletop.com. Go over here to the bit where it says more. And down here is claim a prize. And that brings you to this screen. And apart from having the prize claim part, it also lists the previous prize winners. They're there. If that's you, you've won a prize. If you get a message from uh, Russian girls in your area telling you to telegram them, you're not a prize winner. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Uh, of, yeah. of which there are many of us. Yeah, he's been plaguing a lot of YouTube channels at the moment. So just be aware of it and, and always go over to that prize claim form. If you're watching a weekend and you're wondering when the prize gets picked, it's normally kind of the week after, oh, yeah. sort of in terms of time and things. So, you know, plenty of time to go and have a look at things yeah, and comment on episodes and all that stuff. So. Yeah, you've generally got seven days to do it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But on the plus side, we're, we're big enough that somebody thought they could clone our channel and scam people. <laughs> we good. made it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> You've always got to look at that silver lining on any cloud, mm -hmm. any cloud at all. But uh, yeah, so just let you know, check there. Don't listen to random messages because there's no yes. way you can contact people via YouTube these days anyway. Um, YouTube took the facility to message people away, which is one of the reasons why we use the Bryce Center because you can't do direct messaging. Um, so with that unhappy news to the unhappy unwinners, uh, I think we should kick into the show proper. And start off, as always, with the most important part, the Indie of the Week. And this week, it's TAG, or the Assault Group. Or oh, most people who are aware of it call it TAG, uh, which is 28mm uh, 
historic mainly. There are some fantasy. Mm. We'll get to them. Um, going for a while, and they have a fairly comprehensive range of tiny fighting men in a variety of locations and places. Um, so, as you can see here, they do ultramoderns up country, which is Nam, uh, World War Two, Renaissance, Medieval Asia, and fantasy. Um, so, I think we just plow straight in at the top. Before it, yeah, uh, I shall not be going through all of these. He said, looking at the time, uh, because I get distracted easily sometimes. <laughs> uh, and when I hit the bottom of some of these pages and it says like page one of 17, <laughs> you see why. Um, but yeah, uh, if we start with the, the modern stuff, which seems to be getting a bit of a uh, a run out at the moment. There's a lot of lot people of, doing moderns at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, the interesting thing about Tag is you have your main, uh, I suppose, military conflicts that you would see. So you'll you'll get your hands on, you know, <laughs> Blackwatch Piper, uh, British and country, Chinese, whatever it happens to be. But then they also do uh, interesting little sort of side figures. So if you're playing things like Spectre and you're needing uh, kidnapped diplomats, VIPs. objective markers and yeah. things like that, then they're about here. Mm-hmm. He's got a comb over. That's a bit unfortunate, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he does. Not going to keep the sun off. That's no, the, no, it's not. It's you know yeah. that, that'll teach you. Or a little tanning lines. Be the- <laughs> uh, but they also have a whole host of, um, I suppose, more pulp moderns. So you've got rioters rioting, or masked robbers robbering. Uh, fans of of surf films may recognise the ex presidents <laughs> there robbing banks. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a crook but he is Patrick Squeezy <laughs> and again really interesting uh, for pulp games or games like Fistful of Lead things like that that you want to you know find something a bit different uh, I take it that's not actually top. an accurate Officer Dibble I would assume that's a slightly more violent that, Officer Dibble than yeah, <laughs> from Top Gun <laughs> yeah it's a fairly accurate officer. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Again, you know, he looks more like, um, I know it's, he's in the ultra modern, but he looks more like uh, Sean Connery in the Untouchables with the old yeah, style yeah. octagonal cap on. Um, I like the riders and masks. I don't like the fact that they've called them riders and anonymous masks. Oh no, you're tiny. Oh no, you're slightly bigger. There you go. Uh, because they are, after all, Guy Fox masks. It's v for Vendetta, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my favourite part of Anonymous. Uh, the the fact they're railing against the system, yet all of them have spent hard-earned money on Warner Brothers merchandising. Because <laughs> that's who owns that mask. <laughs> Fight the system, guys. You morons. Um <laughs> Anyway, we've got... We're going to get done now. Pick, pick a number between one and eight. Uh, yeah, we're, we may six. be big enough for Russian spam bots, but we're not big enough for... Uh, yeah. For six. To know who Go for six. <clears throat> so yeah. here's African militia, so more the, the sort of thing you would expect to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild case militia. Ooh. These are the most something. dangerous of birds, so it makes sense to name them after mm. such a terrifying fowl. If you say yeah. so. Oh, Somali pirates! <laughs> Somali pirates, yeah. or if you want to do something like uh, Jadaville, um, the the siege where the Irish peacekeepers were besieged by uh, African warlord, 
Oh, Lloyd would be very, very happy indeed. <laughs> not getting bigger. It's because they're running away, Jerry. They're running away. That's oh, the <laughs> coming towards you, probably. Oh, it's more maybe. likely. Yeah. It's good that they've got a really good range of weapons for all of these as well. So you're not just stuck with you know, 30 AK. guys with AK-40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've certainly gone in and thought, ah, what kind of other weapons would these folks be, be armed with? Third yeah. times a charm? Yeah. I think it just depends how they're feeling when they're uploading these things. It's very similar. To, <laughs> it's very similar to me uploading stuff. It's yeah. the, whatever the day is that I managed to work out how to do things. That's how all the pictures are that day. Uh, U.S. Oh, Delta, the Delta Force, Force as well, oh, yeah. shooting civilians. Yeah. Bush. Well, I can visualize how good they are. So <laughs> that's that's all you need. Yeah. Delta <clears throat> Force and civilian clothing. Being very Chuck Norrissey. <laughs> it's a fantastic film. Don't mock me. Anyway, I'll stick on to page eight just to see what's lurking out there. So Taliban and Afghan. Afghans, SAS as well. Looking cool. With their silence weapons, of course. There's the SAS. So, yeah. Yeah. So they do say that there's a, a like a slight overlap between um some of the ranges. So post Cold War. Right. Uh, yeah. present for here. The, the sort of Vietnamese stuff could butt on to the very start of some of the pieces in here as well. So, But they do keep them into sort of distinct categories. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, if we hop back, uh, and I will skip over and go to upcountry. Oh, no, I won't skip over. There's the next one. That's handy. God bless them. And again, it's a mix of fighters and characters. Um, so things like... Obviously, uh, war photography was massive in Vietnam. It was the first time I think that the, the coverage of a war really affected the nations that were sending people to fight. Uh, so you've got a more... Maybe we couldn't bit, send people out into a hot, sweltering jungle against an enemy we don't really understand. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, and then uh, sway public opinion that way. Quite like him. He's very uh, bearded and hippie-like. Beard and shaggy haired. And on the other side of that scale, John Rambo. <laughs> what one handing uh M sixty? Because of course you do. Yeah. So Go full hog. Yeah. Can you remember his name? <laughs> I don't remember his name. Oh, what's his name? Sergeant Elias. Sergeant oh, Elias so and Sergeant weird. Barnes. Yeah. You can't see Sergeant Barnes. He's back here somewhere. Having <laughs> shot him. Actually, it's not by that stage. He's on the on the Huey getting evac'd. Um, but yeah, a brave selection. Ooh, of, the tunnel uh, rats are cool one as well. I like that. VAs. I like that. Yeah. Remember tunnel rats? I'm not at the top at of that. Oh, yeah. that one there. I like that. Um, the, the thing that's really ins- well, I say inspiring hmm. about Vietnam and that war is that the, it's the ability to do very different styles of modern conflict. Yes. So it's diving in, and you can still play out relatively large pitch battle style affairs, but a lot of it was dropping in, fighting, and then getting out of there mm. and fighting in tunnels and through very dense terrain and in villages where ambushes could come from anywhere and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a good mix of different well, nations that ended up fighting there as well that you don't necessarily think about. So, I mean, we saw the Anzacs pop up as an option. Yeah, well, so. obviously it started, started with the Anzacs. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'll start with the French. Because everyone, everyone just, everyone just thinks, thinks yes. Everyone just thinks US, don't yeah. they? More or less, I think. Well, I would say most people, but yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's it's true. You know, it's uh, mm. it's we're defined by our media, and unless <laughs> you yeah. get involved and in, and play a period and start researching yeah. it, you tend to only see what you see. And yeah, uh, I can't imagine. I don't know if there are many French films about uh, Indo Chinese war, mm. or so Indo French. I don't know why I said Chinese. Heads away with me. Uh, and Zach's. What's really annoying me is that I'm seeing those banners at the top that have painted miniatures in them. And I've been looking around their website trying to find painted miniatures uh, and I can't find it. <laughs> I think you find some of them on the face page. I have clicked on their face page. So I'm going to be doing my own looking. <laughs> and Zach's with SLRs. <clears throat> and then there's M13. Riders with heavy weapons and a driver, which is really nice. These go very well with, um, oh, Vietnamese range. Oh, it'll come back to me. No, it won't. It's gone forever. <laughs> Emperor stuff, maybe? No, 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 no. There's, yeah. there, there's a, a guy who specifically does Vietnam. I'm not going to start looking uh, for it because okay. it'll distract me. But he does resin vehicles as well. <laughs> Ah, um, right. Yeah. It's been a previous end of the week. If anybody can remember what I'm thinking of, uh, you may win this week's prize. Put it down in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you, Shane, have you been sort of in thought about doing Vietnam stuff before? I know obviously it's been kind of like Flames of War. I've done it in 15, but have you ever thought about it, playing the games and stuff? I have. Yeah. <laughs> of yes. course you have, Shane. <laughs> yes. I, I would like to try the Flames of War one, but yeah. I like 28 mil. Hmm. Mm. I like the bigger scales for some reason, so I would like a 28 mil one. Yeah. There's, there's doing that kind of like skirmish narrative scenario stuff. Yeah. Kind of well, yeah Rubicon yeah. are still working on theirs. That's what I'm yes, waiting for. Yeah, the big That's plastic I'm sets. For, yeah. 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 I'm sure Warwick can read and Piers have been working on, um, I want to say it's called 68. Uh, Nam 68 is a, a, a more narrative right. in-country yeah. platoon-based game. Um, but I don't know where that is on the the grand scheme of things in in design. Um, I, I I just need Rubicon to bring out that friggin' Huey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what two years now we've been waiting. It takes a long time to fly a Huey. Uh, <laughs> it will arrive with you eventually. It'll get here soon. It'll get here soon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having a look at some of the World War Two. Uh, again. Some interesting character models. So, the Banzai officer, get off your horse and drink my milk, John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne. Yeah, but w- which which movie is this? Isn't that Longest Day? Is that Longest Day? No, because he's a paratrooper. No, because he's a paratrooper in Longest Day. Oh, must he breaks be one his, of his leg. Must yeah, be one yeah. of his um, Pacific War films then it's really hard to pin down which war war movie it is when you see a john wayne figure in your life it is but but that silhouette with the hand up and yeah uh, yeah the the gun on the hip is very iconic unfortunately i never liked john wayne bit of a coward didn't go to war like all the proper actors did um so i was you know what clint eastwood there's a a german with a proper weapon yeah (laughs) eastern front veteran a touch of the uh cross of iron about it he looked at his mp40 and went nah 
Some people already thought, I can get how many more bullets in a drum? <laughs> yeah. This, one this fire's so much faster. <laughs> Say hello to my little friends. Yep. <clears throat> Again, the, the range that they have with the assault group of just incidental pieces um, for doing things like camps or dioramas. Dioramas, or, or yeah. Just little Vignettes. bits and bobs. Mm -hmm. the, the marine eating chow is good. And the, the stubborn mural. The stubborn mural is so much better. So please, for the love of God, if you don't get up this hill, I'm going to shoot you in the head and replace you with a bear. You will carry ammo for me. I, I, like, the idea, that's, that's what I like the idea of including a rule where if you have a miniature behind it, you have to roll a D6, and on like a five up, it just kicks you. Kicks it. <laughs> it takes you out. <laughs> uh, German FCOs. I suppose I'm going to have to open the Soviets. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to go up to the Soviet page, shall I? <laughs> I'll just do that for you, Shay. It'll make life easier for me you know in the me long run. Well. I was yeah. going to make a joke earlier when we were looking through the modern stuff because there was a little search bar for Russian Federation. And I was like, oh, mm. I bet that page is empty. <laughs> <laughs> but if we have a look. Look at those more. I've never heard of a Telogirka. Mm. I'd assume that's the gun, right? No. <laughs> no? Oh. PPSH-41 is the gun. Yeah. Oh, what's the Te Telogirka? It's their little padded gambus. Oh, oh, is that okay. what that's called? Well, there you go. Yeah. Learn something yeah. every day. I just call it a quilt. The more you know. <laughs> a quilted jacket. Right. What do you want, Shay, then? That is your list. Oh. I'll, I'll just go ahead and open the ones with Moise and Nagan. <laughs> oh, okay, G give me the dinner plate. It's DP. Where is it? Where, where is it? Oh, there, it's right beside it. <laughs> Gotta love the dinner plate. We recently watched a video on the dinner plate as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of these, it's a genius invention. One of these cool YouTubers that's allowed to have guns, you know. <laughs> Brandon, notice us. <laughs> please, Brandon, let me shoot. Is that the magazine then on the top? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Would it get hot enough to... Would it get hot enough to fry an egg on it? Could you fry an egg on it? <laughs> Brandon did put pizza on his. Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that uh, Jeremy Clarkson would do. He, he likes frying <laughs> things on hot metal. So True, true. Or letting his fellow presenters crash. That seems to be another favourite thing of his. <laughs> doesn't always let them crash. Well. <laughs> Often he just seems to be nearby when they crash. <laughs> Especially, sort of I think bad, so. Bad luck to them. Anyway, um, yeah. World War II is quite nice. Renaissance, that's why we're really here. Every can see Edmund. Blackadder. It's just going to be Blackadder sculpts, isn't it? And there, <laughs> and there you can see the list at the top, which is why I'm not going to start clicking through. Oh, my days. Tatars, yeah. Wow. Um, Habsburg, Poles, Ottomans, Maximilian, Imperial, Germans. Wow. Habsburg, Germans, blah, 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 blah. Croats, Cossacks, Aztecs. That's because we've been on a bit of an Aztec bit of late. But literally doing everything for the 200, 150 to 200 years worth of, of history, basically. Yeah. Uh, if you want an interesting way of navigating this site, by the <clears> way, <throat> uh, you just pick something that you like to look up and go, oh, drunken Cossack. Go, oh, that's quite cool. He is going to be one of the new big pictures, isn't he? Well, no. But at least he's it's relatively big. Relatively big. <laughs> then you scroll down and it goes, have you looked at these other random things? Oh, like that's cool. Henry VIII. <laughs> I may not be connected to what you've clicked on. 
It's, but it's just, but it's within the the, the main big boy himself. Renaissance category, so you can just kind that's, of jump around. That's actually a really respectable sculpt of him. It too. is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. I, I'm also going to say the prices for a lot of this stuff is really good. Yeah, it's because it's because <laughs> it's, it's historic. So it doesn't yeah, have yeah. the fantasy and sci-fi tax <laughs> yeah. slapped on top like uh, other things do. Because remember, kids, you can't copyright history. Um, Very true. Aztec Jaguar Warriors, yes, please. Coyote Warriors, mmm, you still my beating heart. What's on page two? Do we have any nice-looking command types? Oh, no, but we've got an Eagle Knight, so I'll have that. But again, with... I like these, yeah. With so many people doing Aztecs of late, and even things like um, uh, Wargames Atlantic's Plastics mm-hmm. give you really good bulk troops, and then you can go in and start adding in. Yeah. Max wielding big elite types in their coyote suits and the original, the original fur suitors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't get past the onesies. I cannot get past it. Like people will be like, oh John, you should you should respect historics. It's like, yeah, but there, history was weird. History was weird. There's um an illustration or uh of a bit of stonework, Aztec stonework, where it was showing a priest who was wearing a onesie of a human. Because oh, <laughs> you can see the on uh, below his hands are the hands of the, the skin suit that he's oh, stripped off. So you know, uh, lovely onesies wouldn't cu- wouldn't call them furries to their face though. <laughs> <laughs> no crinkling here. Nope. Uh, but yeah, Aztecs are really nice. <laughs> and then have mm, a look at. Yeah. Uh, the triple alliance. So these were the um, <clears throat> the people the the conquistadors got to fight alongside them against the Aztecs because the Aztecs um, had been slapping them for so many years. Right. Well, there's a commander actually in there. Nice. That's really good because you've got all of the basics for kind of creating, well, any force essentially. So you've got all of those core infantry alongside all of the main sort of character models mm. in most cases as well. So you can kind of just come here as a one-stop shop and be like, right, I'm just going to get everything I need to play my skirmish game or something. That's really nice. Also seems to be a good mix of different sculptors that have worked for them as well. Yeah. um, Um, yeah. There isn't, as far as, I've not tried searching by sculptor in the actual search bar, uh, but it's nice to see um, the sculptor being listed sort of front and center. Yeah. Uh, Especially because I I tend to be a bit of a... um, I was going to say something rude there. Uh, I'll find a sculptor I like, and I'll go and find what other work they've done for other companies mm-hmm. and start following them around until they ask me to leave or stop <laughs> doing it or, or stop sculpting altogether and becoming a photographer in America. <laughs> but That was oddly specific. It was, yeah, it was. Mm. That's what oddly specific. Let's have a look at it's this. It's almost like there's someone who's always on Jerry's mind. <laughs> 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 Jokes on Boris, though. He moved from well, well, to well, Poland. He got closer. <laughs> and we'll talk about him later as well. So. <laughs> the Cossack range is really cute as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to through 25 pages. So. Somewhere in there is Blackadder. So, we'll... Well, <laughs> uh, I imagine he will be an English shooter. Oh, yes, yes. I want to see if they've got Percy and, uh, and Baldrick Baldrick. Yes, the cunning courtier's manservant. Yes. 
Brilliant. <laughs> Bowman, Billman, Gunman, Pikes, oh. as far as the eye can see. And obviously, if you, if, if you want to uh, throw these up against uh, some of the Aztecs, the kit for the Elizabethan uh, Tudor range is very, very good anyway. I can't remember if Adler's a great set. I love it. I want it. Mm. I need it in my life. Yeah, you should get it. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember. Is is the kind of like the era of the Border Reavers around this time yeah, as well? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I remember when that Border Reavers set, set of rules came out and everyone was like, right, time to send Blackadder North. <laughs> <laughs> and now all I can think of is doing that. That's really cool. Yeah. This Border Reavers. That's the one. So, Border Wars, yeah. 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 <laughs> don't, don't worry, I have it, and I have their version of Blackadder as well. He's really nice too. I'm really you just uh, have everything on hand. Yeah, it's it's all down here. Gary's <laughs> like a library. <laughs> and you ask him for anything of any year or anything. He's just, oh yeah, I've got it right here. Yeah. It's just he's just taking the chance to flex on us because we yeah. don't buy as much as he does. <laughs> That's that's because you're all younger than me and still have like bills and stuff to pay. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I own where I'm sitting. I was really upset that on the <laughs> on the uh, the page for Blackadder and Baldrick and stuff, there's yeah. a, there's a description. It's like, oh, it doesn't come with any flash. I really wanted them to put flash heart in in in, in, in brackets. Never mind. Or just or just sell them individually. Just out buy. Oh yes. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think we shall, we shall leave the Renaissance uh, and then we're getting close <laughs> to the end. Medieval Asians and then Fantasy. Fantasy range is compact and bijou. It's not as massive as some of the others, uh, but still fairly fairly chunky. Um, so Mongols, Samurai, Song, Tang, Sui, Dynasties. And again, some really interesting bits and pieces in here. So if you're, I mean, if you're getting into Clash of Katanas, for example, which is or just down here. Upcoming game from Black Sight Studios called Hamatsu, which yes. is a fantasy, fantasy samurai version. monster hunter game. Mm. Oh, Ooh. pick up some of these for that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is there the stuff in here for doing like Dynasty Warriors era, like romance? Or is that a bit too uh, I'm not sure if that's the right time. I don't know what Dynasty Warriors is, so I'm Romance say... of the Three Kingdoms. So whatever that is. <laughs> I'm gonna find a date. So which is earlier. So this yeah. Well that I think I know I should do that on my own time. Haha. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 14th century. Yeah. So, so that this this period does cover it. Yeah. <clears throat> Warrior monks and that oh, I'll have to go I'll have to deep dive in there, see if I can find a Lubu. But you should never pursue Lubu. That's a meme and a half. Meme? Yeah. So yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh you man, kids. I love dinosaurs. Anyway, <laughs> kids with your digital gamings. Hey, don't not dinosaurs. It's amazing. Also comes with fantastic music as well. So, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I still, it still blows my mind that there isn't a Dynasty Warriors miniatures game. Honestly, there should be. Someone again, pull their finger out and do it. So, yeah. I was going to say you can't copyright history, but then I suppose you wanted to actually be like the game. Yeah. On I want like. You know, a 35 mil Lubu who does his musu move and kills like 700 people or something. That's what I want. Did they ever release that Street Fighter game? They did. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, yeah. So it's out out in the wild now. Because it's like that, isn't it? Massive figures. 
mm-hmm. kicking people. Maybe he'll go back and do that, or maybe 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 yeah. the whole experience is gone. I'll never. Well, go he's away. got Mortal Combat to do next, apparently. Oh, right, so. yeah. oh of course, yeah, because yeah, I spoke yeah. to the um, sculptor for a couple. And of Dragon, ago. Dragon was Dragon Ball in there as well. Something I know, Mortal Combat was on the cards, but uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it all comes together. I suppose. So, yeah, Mongols. Filthy Mongols. This is great stuff, though. Knowing my happiness. <laughs> I had a friend just to run a Mongol army in Warhammer Ancient Battles. Oh. oh, Jesus, you couldn't get near them. It was just <laughs> dozens of five-man units of Mongol archers running back and forward. It, just like you'd Age move, of Empires with their bloody toward, horse archers. Move towards yeah. one and then yeah. they'd back off and somebody would come in from another flank and shoot you. You just got peppered to death. You know, I call, I, mean, that, I call that cheap, Jerry. I call it cheap. <laughs> <clears throat> a Mongol camel drummer. Yep. Love it. Everybody likes a bit of camelry. Yeah. I certainly do anyway. <laughs> yeah. I really fancy running a Mongol list now. I won't do. I've still got standards. Not many, but some. <laughs> That's one you still have. <laughs> mm, it's that and Pig and Russ. Neither of those are ever crossing my threshold. Why do they just seem like things that Lloyd would play? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he he got into the tower, didn't he? he that's did, all. Yeah. That's all. Float yeah. back and forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll harden him. Pesky didn't, fellow. Didn't didn't turn out well. <laughs> Let's see what's in mid mid Asian range. Song Dynasty. I'd love to have a grip on. Chinese history to know if this would work, but <laughs> but uh, no, if it would work for what? Who? Where? For Dynasty Warriors, kind of oh, period. Dynasty Warriors, but, yeah. But that's like what that was Wu Shu Wei and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, you're talking to yourself here, Ben, because I don't even know what you're all about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of muttering yeah, away. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I know where you're going, but no, I can't. Yeah. There, there's a, a great thing: the <clears throat> history of the world. Um, where they discuss the entire history of the world from creation to today. Uh, and it's an amazing video on the YouTubes. And the amount of times the phrase, China's fallen apart again. Yeah. <laughs> I know answered. the video. The warring states. Yeah. Uh, it's just constantly breaking, rebuilding, breaking, rebuilding. So, so is that, is that the one where it goes, um, China is whole again? And then it goes, bang, and it, goes, and it broke again. again. <laughs> the sun is a deadly, deadly laser. laser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <but clears throat> rounding things off, we have the Fantisicc. Mm. Uh, slightly smaller, but there is a dwarf empire. I'll just go ahead and open that now, shall I? Mighty. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, Empire humans, some fantasy characters. That's a small Ooh. range. We'll have a look at that. Uh, halflings and hobgoblins and fun dead. In fact, I'll start with the fantasy characters because there's only this many fantasy characters. There is a dwarf floozy. <laughs> look, Ben. <laughs> Ooh la la. Selling her wares. Yeah. You can buy me a beer any day. All good in the hood. Quite like the alchemist. Is the pale sorcerer racing? <laughs> Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Chaos Witch, though, being extravagantly flamboyant and mm. flaming. Uh, where's our peel? There we Boop. go. Oh, it's Sorcerer oh, Rest. It's, it's not Raceling, then. So, no. Yeah. Just, she has learned Force Lightning, though. <laughs> well done, her. Uh, I remember Knights of the Republic just walking around, Force Lightning everybody, and them not being able to do anything. 
It was great. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. For, force, force push, all of them away, and then force say, lightning from afar. <laughs> but you just spam force wave and kill everybody. Yeah. And you can do that much earlier than force lightning. Yeah. Although it's not to be said for Deathfield. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So our dwarves come mounted on various mm. things, like uh, boar riding or bear riders. Amazing. I mean, I'm still, I'm still quite a fan of the badger riders from mm. uh, Kings of War, to be honest. But uh, there's, there's a lot of balls are a good rock. step up, or a, or a bear. So yeah. But then these are uh, more ursine riders, heavily armored, mm. compared to the naked berserkers that you have tearing <laughs> around the place in, on yeah. badgers. Good old bonk stick as well. Yep, I like his, uh, like his bear crest on a Sally helm. Yes. I like to think that it's not metal and it's just a big fluffy toy on the top of his. <laughs> just stuck a puppet on it. Yes. Fair enough. It's definitely a, definitely a way of it. The Imperial uh, Dwarf looks very good for those people who like sort of classic Warhammer dwarves as well and wanted to play around with that aesthetic, which is quite nice. Yeah. They also have um, the Land Griffins, a whole range of these. Oh, very cool. Which is handy for people who need demigriffs. Mm-hmm which were available for a very small amount of time. Bodies, lances, and a whole host of heads. Very good. Yeah. Like the old Reichsguard. Mm-hmm. Mm, plumage. Beautiful <laughs> plumage. Uh, He's lost a, himself to the plumage. I have lost myself to the plumage. There's a nice <laughs> commander. Some dwarf hangers. Artillery specialist. Again, basically, they've just done everything you'd ever need to really play a sort of old hammery style dwarf army, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, if you fancy fancy yeah. diving right into uh, third edition, you mm. can you can do you, which is always good. This is the this is the aesthetic of the empire and a lot of the dwarf stuff mm. from the very first. I mean, this isn't saying much, but the very first white dwarf that I bought was one for the War of Armageddon. So it was like the proper big one that they did with Yarrick and the return of Gasgol with his new model and that kind of thing. And in there, there was a couple of pages of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, and it had this style of empire in there before they redid them with the plastics and stuff. And I remember looking at it and going like, oh, my God, what a weird army. But Because uh, yeah. <laughs> that stage, they're... Imperial dwarves were part of the yeah, empire because yeah. mm-hmm. they lived in the empire. Same and you could still have, Ogres. still have halfling hot pots and all sorts of different yeah. things in there as well. Yeah. It's a really nice long Like a Hockland long yeah. rifle, yeah. And a swivel gun as well. Mm. I like these. They're very cool. Yeah. They, if I didn't already have, I've got too many dwarf artillery pieces there. <laughs> Which I know is a weird thing to say, but yeah. there is a limit. At, you know, at some point, they, you just have they, to go, I can't field any more artillery. These would fit with, a, there was a really good sort of Renaissance dwarf collection that was done years ago. Mm. Oh, I can't remember the company that did it. Oh, now. well. But it was. It, gone forever now. Nuts. I'm going to have a think while you keep You have a think. Things. I'm still thinking of the Vietnam game. <laughs> steel, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's steel something. Uh, some of the humans, some massive bear warriors. So what were they? Kiz? Oh no, they weren't Kislev. Chudijin guard. Yeah, yeah. Two handed, massive. Not even well, technically, I suppose they're warhammers. Heads a bit big, closer to a mall. Then halflings. 
Halfling Wizards, Flamboyant Haunted Halfling Lord. <laughs> I want all of these. She'll be one of these. Thank you. Look at him. Mounted and foot version. Riding about the place in slash silks. That is fantastic. And that's, I will tell you now why this is the best thing I've ever seen. Ever. Oh my God. Isn't that the guy from Marius Lightdorf, yes, the Electric yeah, yeah. Count of Everland, the best yeah. Electric Count <laughs> as a halfling? Amazing. He's even got his tidy rune fang. Yeah. I, I adore this. And his, his rune toothpick. <laughs> yeah. Best Electric Count. And then they killed him <clears> in the fluff. Stupid. Stupidly stupid. Anyway, zombie halflings. We'll crack those open. Uh, let's see what's on page two. Zombie halflings. They're quite nice, especially for uh, anything at all that requires zombies. Yeah. Look at them coming at you. Mm. And if you're not playing a fantasy game, if it's just like a medieval type of game, like a silver bayonetty type of thing, you just go, well, they're just children. <laughs> not halflings. <laughs> zombie children. I, I, I always like the idea of if you're playing undead as an army in any game, mm. whoever your regular opponent is, I like the idea of finding undead miniatures to match their army. Yes. So you'll be like, oh no, I've just been killing you for years and years, and this is now my army. It's basically your old one. <laughs> I like the way of doing that. Yeah. Every time I lose a trip, I resurrect that trip. And every time you lose a trip, I resurrect that trip. Yeah. Richter Kruger, that's what it would, <laughs> that's yep. what it would be. Yeah. Half oh man, he was a cool model. He was a cool guy. Yeah. Again, because more <clears throat> Sally Helm. Yeah. That's what, a lot to be said for it. Anyway. <laughs> that there is, is a lot uh, of stuff yeah, in there. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, mm. Especially in that Renaissance range. Mm -hmm. If if mm. you fancy going big into the Renaissance, it's an excellent place to start. And also some of the pieces are um for you know there's a lot of companies doing Tudor and doing conquistadors and that sort of thing, but you know, finding Croats, bits and pieces like that. Uh, it's it's nice that there's the the smaller sort of uh, European ranges in there as well. It's a big comprehensive galvy bucket of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Enough of that. The assault group. Check them out, kids. We should be right back with the news in just one tick. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we are back. Full Metal Miniatures in Kent, if you're playing along at home. How ben, his news models? then. Have uh, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We, we met him at Salute. Yeah. yeah. I, that's exactly who I was thinking as well. I was like, I should probably say that, but I'm not, I, I, it's probably wrong. I'm not going to. Oh, I always say it. Even if it's wrong, it sends me off on a tangent. That's fine. <laughs> and it also right. generates comments if you're wrong as well, because people are like, oh, no, I'll think you'll find <laughs> at 12 minutes, Shay said. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. Uh, so, it did the news. Uh, mm. We're going to be kicking things off with Dark Star. Yeah. Um, so this is from the folks at Antimatter Games. We have talked about them in the past on the show, uh, a long time ago now, actually, I suppose. But uh, this sort of recently popped up um, because they've put together a entirely sort of printable digital version of their starter set called Dark Star Rift for use with their underwater war game, which is called Deep Wars. Uh, so Deep Wars is a game that I think, you know, has been around for a very long time now uh, and everyone really, really likes it. 
I've not heard anything out of Deep Wars in years. Exactly, yeah. But apparently they have been tinkering away in the background, making all sorts of miniatures and turning a lot of their existing stuff into STL files for people to use and 3D print and all that kind of stuff. So one of the nice things about Deep Wars uh, is that, um, as you can imagine from looking at the image, everything is played underwater. So it has really unique and interesting mechanics built into it that will allow you to play out sort of underwater games against uh, sort of other factions. And then you've also got wandering monsters and all sorts of different sea creatures in there as well, like sharks and sea giants and everything else in the mix too. Um, the This has now been, as I say, done as a kind of digital package. So you can get everything as STL files or as just standard digital files like PDFs and stuff for you to print off on lovely cardstock if you have the ability to do so uh, the set comes with the nereads going up against the fortune hunters um, so you've got miniatures for both there so you've got the sort of honorable mighty warriors of the ocean so in the set you've got the options for two factions so you've got the nereads and the fortune hunters on the one side you've got these kind of like awesome underwater guardians as you can see there um, if you're going down the route of making like a Saturday morning cartoon style force, this would probably be the way to go. You know, who wouldn't? Who would say no to an armored leopard seal? Um, I know I wouldn't. But, Does that uh, sea yeah. scourge come with a conch? Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've got your kind of really awesome sort of mer people, as you can see there, alongside all sorts of other creepy creations, everything like that. And then because humans just won't let anything lie, you've also got the fortune hunters who have decided to descend down into the depths to steal as many treasures from the likes of the Nereids as they can. So you've got Scipio Aquili Aqua Aqualis there, which is very cool. Bloody Romans. Bloody Romans, they get everywhere. What do they ever do for us? What do they ever uh, do for us? Yeah, you've got Isabella Johannes, the adventuring scientist, adventuring marauding scientists more like the iron tempest mech constructs and then you've got the heavy assault dive trooper in there as well so if you like the idea of firing lots of torpedoes and you've got that option also a gatling harpoon gun who wouldn't want one of those I love that. that's amazing yeah very cool indeed um so yeah as well because obviously this is the digital bundle allows them to kind of just send it out to everyone basically mm. you've also got the option for a bunch of additional miniatures in each of the well for use of the set Mm -hmm. So you've got the monsters and wild creatures, which kind of shows off the, the breadth of options that uh, Antimatter has been working on over the last little while, including the likes, as I say, there of the sea giant and the sword tooth sea drake, which is really mm -hmm. cool. And the ethereal spores and all that kind of stuff as well. And the deep shambler, which is kind of like a rocaea, which I think is quite nice if you're thinking of like old school, um, old school, uh, what uh werewolf the apocalypse and, and that kind of stuff as well. <laughs> the hengia kai that's what it was yeah um but yeah that was a bunch of words that nobody understood there we go <laughs> oh i, I understood them all there we go <laughs> the bears guide and with yeah, the yeah. alternate were creatures yeah. yeah i made a were panda at one point it was great so yeah um but yeah you've also got all your standard sort of gray reef sharks and everything as well which is really nice yeah. and as i say it's well worth having a look at deep wars as an actual rule set in a game <laughs> Because it's skirmish level, it's very different because you've got all the different creatures floating around in there as well. And obviously that ties into the way that game mechanics work for sort of pushing around and movement and everything at the same time too. Um, and to cap things off, there's also that set of scenery that comes with this as well. So if you wanted to take that game map that they've put there and kind of 2.5D it and sort of enhance it a little bit more, you've got the different ruins and everything included as part of that digital option. And... Even if you're not going to be playing Deep Wars, I think sets like this are pretty damn good if you just want a bunch of uh, creepy creatures to use yeah, in your games. Which are really I mean, yeah. it's very sci-fi-esque more than fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although 
a lot of this fantasy as well wouldn't be uh, beyond the realms of possibility. Not proper uh, pulp vibes, I guess. Yeah. You'd say. But, um, yeah. Poor Atlantis, all sunk. Mm. Uh, but mm. yeah, the the whole idea with Deep War is that you are playing underwater mm. offers up some interesting games and gaming tables because you could be playing this sci-fi steampunky esque underwater adventure and it can be around a submarine or it could be around uh, a, a sunken galleon or you know something slipped into the sea you know even though you're playing with a lot of relatively modern stuff like those sunken ancient ruins could be there uh, and right beside it could be a modern or world war ii sub or you know, whatever you want to throw down there it's it's a, a whole other world that we haven't experienced explored as bob ballard would often tell us at the start of sequest dsv <laughs> i know a lot of people have already looked at a lot of these bits and pieces and thought about using them for ghost archipelago and that kind of stuff oh yeah um, i know at one point joe had done a set of kind of rules for fighting underwater mm. and he said how do you breathe and he said don't worry about it it's magic and i was just like it's or you're just guybrush threepwood who can hold his breath for an inordinate amount of time and hates porcelain but yeah. there we go that makes sense. I mean, I, I was looking at them and I was thinking, as I often do, uh, about uh, David Gemmell's uh, John Shannon books, which mm. are set in an apocalyptic far future, Ooh. which is very much like the Wild West, but also every <laughs> it used to be the bottom of the seabed, so everywhere there are ruins of Atlantis. Oh, ah, that's cool. It's, it's a whole other level of, of wow. wheels within wheels madness. Um, but I often want to just, you know, set lizard men on cowboys in Atlantean ruin. Mm. Um, Anytime I see lizard men, Atlantean runes, or cowboys, those three things keep coming back to me. So <laughs> at some point, I will have to do Clearly, that. the game needs to be made. So. I'm, I'm pretty certain I can probably just do it with Dead Man's Hand. Well, there we so go. I, sh yeah. I should probably just yeah. do that at yeah. some point. Yeah. But anyway, right. Uh, Get enough hit of, bashing, boy. <laughs> uh, enough of the Jerusalem man. Uh, and we're <laughs> off to uh, have a look at some Napoleonics. Yeah, uh, so Perry Miniatures dropped even more releases this side of uh, of the of, of Christmas mm. with a bunch of additional Spanish gorillas for use during the Napoleonic period. Really and in nice. typical um, Perry Miniatures fashion, their miniatures are great. Uh, these have been worked on uh, in the over the last couple of months, sort of in the background, and they've come together to create a really nice enhanced spanish force there is already quite a lot of spanish stuff for you to go and check out i mean i say that there's quite a lot of everything from perry miniatures to be honest that is um, true they, they very much <laughs> yeah. follow the form of if you're going to do something do it to excess yes very yeah. much so yeah and also incredibly well researched every time they do any yeah. of this stuff it's insane but and we'll talk about that in a bit actually but uh this allows you to run essentially a set of spanish gorillas so kind of like your sort of uh, your fighting civilians and all that kind of stuff that would have been tackling the enemies during the uh, Napoleonic period. You've got the command set there, which is really cool. Alongside those three female miniatures, which I think is really great. And also one woman who looks like she's literally just throwing rocks at people, um, which will do damage, I guess. There's plenty of them around. you never run out just of ammunition. Chuck a rock. And it's not like someone's going to be wearing a helmet, is are they? So there we go. Uh, St. James <laughs> is one of the officers on the left. <laughs> I love the guy with the kind of like blunderbuss style oh, the blunderbuss pistol. pistol. That's amazing yeah, exactly. as well, yeah. It's very cool. And kind of, you know, builds on that lovely evocative feel of kind of civilians and all that kind of mm. stuff fighting during this period. You've also got a whole bunch of different infantry sets. So you've got them advancing and skirmishing and all that kind of good stuff. There's also um, a set with hand weapons as well. Um, so not everyone's going to get their hands on uh, rifles. On rifles so and muskets, yeah. Just... Why not just beat people up with spears and clubs and axes and everything else well, under the sun? So when, when you're being occupied, you'll 
yeah. use whatever comes to hand. Exactly. And yeah. if you don't have anything to hand, you've always got a couple of fists. Yeah. Uh, in, in addition to the um, sort of infantry stuff that is available now, they are also going to be releasing these mounted uh, Spanish guerrillas as well. Um, so you're going to get options uh, for really awesome looking uh, cavalry with loads mm. of detail built built into them. Lots of different styles of outfits and uniforms and that kind of stuff. People who have stolen helmets or maybe they yeah. uh, helmets from old regiments and that kind of stuff as well, which is really that's, nice. That's very French. It is, yes. <laughs> Probably knocked someone out to take mm. that or done something worse, I guess. Um, Could be Spanish but, uh, as well. Though. Some uh, very cool looking uh, cavalry options there for you to yeah. include with your Spanish guerrillas. Alongside, there's also just your standard regular infantry as well. So they've done a nice. uh, a set of command figures sort of at ease, I would say. Mm. So if you're going to be trying to put together a little bit of a diorama or a vignette, you've got those. And there's also matching uh, sort of basic infantry alongside them, which I think is really nice. That's um, a whole host for the peninsula. When 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 I put the news story out for this really? in the week, there are already people in the comments that are like, I've already bought these. They're going into my silver bayonet army and stuff. And I was like, fair enough. That <laughs> makes sense. Especially the the irregulars. Exactly. The, yeah, yeah. the gorillas and absolutely perfect are, are, are spot that. on for it. Yeah, but uh very cool. yeah. but yeah, it's it's nice to have because getting your hands on decent gorilla figures. Yeah. The the Spanish line infantry, all the rest, any any core Napoleonic infantry unit, you will find in spades on the internet. And then looking for decent sort of irregulars is harder, much harder. Very hard, yeah. Because everyone just wants to get the big uniform guys, don't they? You don't want to have anyone else yeah, fighting. And, them, and, you know, and, and when it's tied, because obviously, well, sometimes the uniforms change. So depending on what coalition it is and when in the Napoleonic War, you may have slight differences, but some yeah. figures you can use most of the way through, if not all mm -hmm. the way through. But then you hit something like this and it's tied specifically to the Peninsula War. You're not going to see them at Waterloo or anything else. So mm -hmm. unless you're playing specifically that period, um it obviously restricts the amount of, you know, people who are going to be buying it. Uh, so I think that's why they always sort of get done last yeah. by a lot of companies, <laughs> if at all. It's like, yeah. well, we'll do the big hitters first and, you know, if we have the time near the end, uh, Portuguese and Spanish will get a look in. But yeah, nice to I'm also, see the... I'm also going to point out as well, those line infantry are mm. wearing what I like to call proto bum bags or proto fanny packs, depending on how you... <laughs> they're ammo pouches. They're ammo pouches, yeah. but they're bum bags. Let's... <laughs> These front and centre. Exactly. You, yes. think you think they're going on uh, on holiday somewhere? Yeah, there's a camera in there. For... <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And all their travellers' checks. You should not be allowed out, I'm just say. Not by yourself. We need to... Uh, Keep an eye on what you're up to in future, I think, <laughs> uh, just to, to make sure you don't go off book. Mm. Strange, strange stuff. Uh, sticking with historics, uh, mm. but moving to a different period and different scale. Yeah. Kurosan. Mm. Yeah, so Kurosan have been building up a whole range of different things over the last little while. They've been doing um, a bunch of really fun sci-fi stuff and some fantasy bits and pieces. Mm. Uh, but they've also turned their attention towards a 15 mil World War II and uh, the North African theatre. Uh, and so they've built up their DAC, their kind of Africa Corps uh, collection with a whole bunch of new miniatures as well. So you've got your command elements that have been put together, which is really nice alongside MG... Uh, 34s and all sorts of different things thrown into the mix too, which I think is really nice. Um, so you've got your sort of all of essentially the core infantry that you'd want for playing out your sort of North African campaigns. Uh, the thing that I think is really nice about 
a lot of the stuff that we've uh, received from Coruscant as well is the idea of doing 15 mil but individual basing like this, mm. which I think is really nice because it makes you start to think about the idea of doing sort of more 15 mil skirmishy stuff, which I think would be really fun to see uh, rather than sort of larger battles. Um, which I think well, is really things cool. like, I mean, blood action, you can quite happily play in 15 mil and change you nothing. Do. You don't yeah, need to yeah. change a rule yeah. or a measurement. Yeah. You don't. I know some people go, oh, I want to play it in 15 mil. Should I change it to centimeters? Or no, don't. Keep everything the same. Keep it as is. It's yeah, yeah not it that much perfectly. smaller in the grand scheme of things, is it? So yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you've got your sort of standard soldiers there with their their rifles rocking it out, mm. kicking ass. And you've got your uh, your MG34 teams, as you can see there. So you've got ones that set up and shooting at the enemy. And then you've also got a couple of uh couple Re of blokes running forward. I always think it's really cool in games, to maybe like by two of these packs, and then you've got two sets of MG34s that are set up. And then when you move Deployed. them, yeah, you when you change. move them, you change the models on the tabletop and have them running across. That's that's how I do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I did it in, in Bolt Action, and that's how I'll do it if I go into 15 mil. So there we go. Fair play to you. Yeah. Um, that Nazi tank rifle, John. Yeah. 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 I so. didn't know the Germans had, so. Oh, yeah. I just, I just don't it. know what it is. Like, I don't know what <laughs> the, the German anti-tank yeah. rifle is. It, uh, it's it's one of those things where the, you don't see them often because they, they got superseded so quickly yeah, uh, and then ended up being changed into all sorts of things. I know some of the rifles got cut down and turned into, um, oh, I won't say like uh, rifle-propelled grenade sort of launchers. They, oh, yeah. they, they cut the barrels down and because they, they just couldn't penetrate the armor. Ooh. Those are really nice. Kurosan <laughs> do some stonking stuff in 15. The, the detail on their 15 mil miniatures is phenomenal as well. Oh, like there's so tough. much worked into it, especially in the facial details and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and obviously at this scale, you're more or less working with one piece miniatures for the, well, oh, yeah. pretty much the majority of the stuff as well. So just whack them onto some pennies or, or whatever you want and uh, and get, and get going. Go. Yeah, so mm. very nice. Mm. And there's the MP40s are in there as well. God, what a gun. Oh. <laughs> just why, why in Medal of Honor or Call of Duty, if you were running around with, you know, your standard uh, Garand and it's like, oh no, throw that away. MP40 does the job for everything. It's fantastic. So yeah. <laughs> Clears rooms, sweeps, exactly. sweep streets. You can pop from afar as well. I don't know how accurate that is, but you can. So there we go. Terribly. <laughs> That's not quite right at all. <laughs> in which case then I don't care give me more movie MP40 <laughs> I, I, I can see you now you're one step away from Clint Eastwood and where he goes there just with one in each hand <laughs> yes John wearing it that will be my character that will be my character I mean you know he was a army ranger yeah. so obviously he was class and again much better than John Wayne uh, I will also stress that enough yeah I will also point out uh, they're going to be working on vehicles, which will be really fun to see. Uh, and they're also going to be, obviously, you need someone for the, uh, the DAC to fight, so they're going to be fighting against the, the, the British Army as well mm. out there on the tabletop. Hopefully we'll see some personalities pop up as well. That would be cool. really cool. So, I know Kirsten yeah, we'll do um, bigger kits in resin, so they I do, imagine yeah. the, uh, the vehicles will probably be a mix resin metal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, cool stuff on. there from Kurasan. Make mm. sure to go and check them out. Now... If you're sitting comfortably, kids, <laughs> Ben wants to tell you a story. Oh my about, god! Yes. About his yeah. favourite thing in the world ever, <laughs> the land before time. No, <laughs> River Horse have actually been working uh, away on a new family RPG. So, um, 
if you're familiar with River Horse, you'll know that they did the Tales from, of Equestria, Tales from Equestria uh, role-playing game. Tales of, of Equestria, Equestria which was their My Little Pony role-playing game, which was super good fun uh, and went down really well. I know Warren absolutely loved playing around with that. It was, yeah, it was really was good with his, sure with his kids. Yeah. <laughs> they did the Labyrinth and they did... And they did Labyrinth and they've done Dark Crystal, which are also much, very cool. Much better. But the age difference here. <laughs> but they are, I'm not a brony. I'm not a brony. But we are also moving on to them telling tales set in the prehistoric because they're doing Tales of Primordia, which is their new role-playing game where you get to play as the coolest thing in the world, not dwarves, dinosaurs. Because dinosaurs are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, as I say, it's a family-style role-playing game uh, where you will be taking on the role of dinosaurs that have been looking after their lovely land, their Pangaea, for so very long. And there's been a lovely harmony and a balance. <laughs> big poo. Big poo, yes. <laughs> a harmony sort of generated between you and the natural world around you. You know, proper eco-warrior stuff. But then... Cataclysms happened. Fire, brimstone, and what came from that? The dum-dums, humans. The dum-dums came from their volcanoes and their mountains, and they started pillaging the world, cutting down the forests, polluting the rivers, and everything else in between. And so what has happened? You have to come together as the mighty dinosaurs and defend the world against the dum-dums and their terrible, terrible schemes, which I just think is amazing. Um, when you sit down to play, you're going to get to do pretty much all those kind of river horse staples. Mm-hmm. You get to build your character based on a variety of the coolest dinosaurs. The Ankylosaur is the best. There's no, <laughs> there's no Iguanodon. I have already raised this. Um, <laughs> so when we get the thumbs up, that's that's a Iguana John joke. Um, hopefully, we'll get one of those in the future. But anyway, you get to color your dinosaurs however you like, do all your cool camo and build your equipment and all that kind of stuff as well. And then you will take to the tabletop through a series of adventures and scenarios and all that kind of good stuff. As you can see, they've put together a really fun little boxed set, mm. which comes with loads of cards and artwork, the maps. You've also got the little notes and all the kind of incidental stuff that you'd need to tell stories. You've got sticker sheets and everything else built in there as well, alongside the dice, of course, which is which is always handy. I like that the you are here thing is basically it, just it, dinosaurs yeah. under the ground it, it, Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> The layering that I was yeah, actually yeah, pointed yeah. at my screen when I seen it and then realized that none of you can see my finger pointing yeah. at that and just being amused in real life. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think this just looks amazing fun. I um, mean, it's a great way of getting kids and kids. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I was going to say it's a great way of getting kids into role playing uh, and dinosaurs because everybody loves dinosaurs. They are amazing. Um, but the role playing system is uh, so piss simple. Mm-hmm. Um, for any kids if that's your character sheet you're going right hearts are your health that is you color you in and then the dice mechanic um is the same as the one from tales from equestria so it's color and shape coded so you're only ever rolling the the dice and if you get a bonus then you go up a color or if you get a negative you go down a color so you're just going roll the yellow one did you get over four great Mm -hmm. you've been the biggest and bestest dinosaur you could ever be and have bitten that (laughs) dum-dum's head off Blood sprays everywhere over the field. Oh, no, hang on. That's for kids, isn't it? I can't wait till we do the Let's Play. <laughs> coming, coming early 2023. We'll be doing When, you, when we put it on YouTube, is this suitable for children? No. Isn't this a children's game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting um, because obviously the 
they've done a lot of stuff IP based and it's been mm-hmm. excellent. I don't know if Tales of Primordia is based. I think on it's an their IP. own thing. I, so, I would assume, yeah. So it, you know, it's it's very different anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. And I, as far as a, a big shiny box full of very colourful things for kids, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's great. You know, it's it's excellent, but it doesn't it doesn't dumb down the dinosaur side, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. The as far as you know, it, it doesn't go like butty head dino. You know, you get or full steggy or whatever yeah, they call them, yeah, yeah. the stegosaurus and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that's all in there. So I'm not going to say it's a learning game because I imagine it's not, <laughs> but it does at least yeah. start introducing those concepts to kids, yeah. which is always yeah. always a but, nice thing to see. This will be coming to, I think it's Kickstarter next year. So watch yeah. out for that. And uh, as I say, maybe we'll have a chat with uh, River Horse about doing some fun stuff with this. We've we've obviously done stuff with them in the past for the Dark the Dark the Dark Crystal. That's Dark well. Crystal. So, yeah, we did the adventure game for that, didn't we? And that went down well. No one did anything bad in that. That was great. Um, so hopefully we'll have fun with this lovely kids game. So yeah, <laughs> straight, straight through, yeah. one and done. I've realised I'm not a brony, but I'm a bronosaur. Is that a thing? Can I be a bronosaur? <laughs> sure. I, I don't see why you wouldn't be. <laughs> a broceratops? A brosanorous wreck? Anyway, let's let's stop this before John I... John doesn't have it. John checked out. <laughs> you've, you've rained on his parade. Yeah. I want I people think... in the comments to tell me what kind of what, what I could be. Come up with some good puns. There we go. Yeah, yeah, there's always the bron broke no, Anyway, I'm right, not, moving on. I'm not reading any of those comments. There is no hey, prize. It worked this week. last week. It worked last week. I got loads of people telling me that I should get Battle of Oskilia. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, so. I was going to ignore those all anyway. So. Yeah, damn it. Anyway, yeah. moving on from dinosaurs, uh, we turn to something heavy metal. <laughs> you say moving on from dinosaurs. Well, actually, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> the dinosaurs of rock. The dinosaurs of rock, it's yes. It's Iron Maiden. Yeah, so uh, Simon have teamed up with Iron Maiden, of all of all people, uh, to create a series of box sets with lovely miniatures in them based on, obviously, the mascot, the, uh, the personality of Iron Maiden, Eddie himself. Um, basically... They've put together a set of different uh, box sets with different miniatures in them that can be used across a range of their games. Um, so all of these can be used for the likes of Zombicide, for Ankh, for Massive Darkness, for Cthulhu Death May Die, and all of the Zombicide variants as well. So all the sci-fi ones and the Wild West and the fantasy ones like Black Plague and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, and essentially, beyond them just being useful for the game, they're also pretty nice miniatures. And Simon actually do a pretty good job when it comes to the actual miniature, sort of the, the final look of their miniatures and that kind of thing. So if you're interested in just picking up a bunch of eddies for use in a variety of different games, then make sure to do so. They're probably going to come in around that kind of 28 to 32 mil scale for the majority of these personalities and stuff. Um, so if you're interested in that, you could also use them in other games beyond just the Simon library. I'm, I'm immediately saying that Trooper Eddie is going to be in Silver Bayonet. <laughs> yes that would be very coming cool coming at you like yeah. a reverend yeah. um, um, the other thing I want people to do is basically and you need to sit down I did, I purposely didn't put any of the album titles yeah. in the description oh, I mean you sit down and be like okay so that's Eddie from that that's yeah, it. if you can do the quiz and, and get it all then uh, away you go but, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a starter there's Fear the Dark yeah <laughs> there is a um, bonus Eddie but I think that's, is, that's yes. if you order 
all and sundry early from Kermini yeah. or not? So if you order the entire bundle, so that's the three sets, then you'll also get this uh, version of original Eddie. Um, mm. Although not the original Eddie, because he's already dead. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, for use in Zombicide. And he can be used as a survivor, if you prefer, or as <laughs> a, um, uh, a sort of like an apocalyptic monster that'll hunt you down on the tabletop as well. I quite like the idea of Eddie being the survivor. And you could maybe theming it around the idea of coming out of an Iron Maiden gig and Eddie's trying to help you escape or something, and that would be really cool. The other thing as well, with some of these pieces, like, the, the, like these really two, nice. I think these would be really great for use in other games like Rain in Hell or mm. Idols of Torment. Use these as kind of really awesome background terrain pieces or objective markers and that kind of thing as well. So, you know, if Iron Maiden is... Uh, 70 as well. Mm. If Iron Maiden is up your street and uh, you like the idea of picking up some of these models, yeah. they are available as the, as the bundle and also individually. If you're a stranger in a strange land, so, then uh, yes. this is what we're there for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a weird team up. It, it really um, is right out there. But I, I thought I'd bring it up because I know there's a lot of metalheads uh, in our community and stuff. So uh, I mean, at no think, point so. would I have <laughs> would I have even posited that that was going to be the next release. The team up, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've been doing like Supernatural and all this kind of stuff. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. The, the boys. Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. they, they did a range so, of the boys. They did, yeah. You know? yeah. And you're going, oh, that's all, that's all fine. And then you go, well, right, what's what's next then? <laughs> who knows who knows where they come come from has taylor swift got a, a a particular logo she uses is that what we're gonna see next he has been he has gone through a bunch of different phases maybe they could do the taylor swift pack that'd be kind of yeah yeah kind of yeah. yeah that's uh you heard it here first called yeah. on taylor swift yeah i just want to i want to see the, side things. i want to see them do like pop punk bands of the 90s and early 2000s that'd be great I can have like a Sum 41, an alien amp farm. That'd be good. There we go. Oh Steps. Yeah. Steps. Just, just, <laughs> the, the one hit wonders. Girl, um, girls allowed. It's the Spice Girls. <laughs> oh my God. Now we are getting into 7TV era. Oh my God. Yeah, spice, the Spice World expansion set. <sighs> I can't take you anywhere, can I? <laughs> Did you know that uh, I have a friend who didn't think that the Spice Girls were a real band? Um, because they'd They're seen not, the Spice, though. they'd seen well, they'd seen the Spice Girls movie and just thought they were pretending to be a band. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> he did it in the opposite direction. Yeah, He's seen the movie like, first. Yeah. Like, like Spinal Tap, they thought they were Spinal Tap. Yeah, 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 for, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Spinal Tap's getting a, se- a sequel, by the way. Next it year. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one came out of nowhere as well. Really, are things coming out of nowhere recently? More, more, more tiny hinges. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. I've got that hinge <laughs> thing fixed for this one. <laughs> got that hinge problem sorted out. Whatever else they say about us, yeah. hinges sorted. <laughs> right. Let's hit Necrobunda and mm. see what the ash wastes pop up. Yeah. So, um, no sort of big releases for the kind of main games from Games Workshop uh, this week, but pre orders have gone live for a whole host of vehicles and characters. For use in Necromunda, if you want to uh, sort of approach the grim dark future from a different viewpoint. Mm. Um, so, I was going to say in your skirmish games, but this is a bunch of vehicles for their skirmish game. But anyway, so the Eshes are getting themselves their vehicles. Uh, we've seen previous releases for the Goliaths and all sorts of stuff in the past, but the Cutters are coming out for House Escher. Um, so, if you want to ride around the Ash Waste, blasting everything to hell on your sort of pod racers mm. <laughs> i guess half, <laughs> got, half a pod racer half a pod racer yeah then you've got the options it, it looks very much like uh ray's um speeder that she had in uh 
in the, the first of the sequel movies, yeah, I guess. I, I know yeah, the one you're talking yeah, about yeah. she had on Jakku. And the one that she had on Jakku, yeah. But uh, each of these are armed with a variety of different weapons. Uh, so you can have stubbers, you can have grenade launchers, you can have plasma guns as well, if you mm-hmm. want to go down that road as well. So if you want to melt everything into slag, then you can do that with your Escher cutters. Uh, each of the different, they come with like a whole range of different head options for these as well. Mm. Um, so you can customize them and base them on the various characters that you may already have in your gang. Cause a lot of the different characters can then take these as well as the sort of standard gangers effectively. So you can do a little bit of customization and kit bashing with this mm. if you prefer. Uh, but alongside the plastic sets that are coming out, um, for uh, the Eshes, those have got all the standard paraphernalia that comes out for Necromunda. So you've got your new card sets and your new dice and all that kind of stuff as well. So if you want to go down that route and build on Escher as your gang of choice, then you've got those options to play mm-hmm. around with. But Forge World have not been quiet either. They have been working away in the background and a bunch of their, including a grumpy little imp. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's really pissed off, isn't he? Uh, so a bunch of new characters are coming out to support House Escher and could also be used as mercenaries and that kind of stuff as well. So you've got Athera, the Blade of the Matriarch that you see there, uh, looking very, very cool indeed. I would not uh, want her to be stepping around <laughs> with that spiky set of stilettos that she has and the blades on the end of her boots as well. I think it was amazing, really cool stuff. She has a chain axe as well, but I prefer to think that she just kicks everyone to death uh, with her feet. I think that's the way to go. It so, makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think a lot of the personalities, that they, the dramatis persona that they've done for Necromunda mm. has been really, really cool. Um, and one of the things that's really nice about this, and we'll see it as we look at some more of the models that are coming out for World at the moment. It gives you that really nice look at the other side of the grim, dark future of Warhammer 40,000. You have all your massive armies that we're all very familiar with, but this gives you a look at the personalities and the different characters that are kind of working away in the background, in many cases, just trying to survive. Uh, maybe they're doing pretty well with themselves, like Ethereum, as you can see here. She's, uh, she's very uh, Thunderdome. She is very Thunderdome, yes. I just realized <laughs> it's a platform shoe there, which yes. is metal, mm-hmm. but it's almost the same color as the rock, so I got oh, very confused a, for a moment. On yeah. another tactical rock. Oh, tactical yeah. rocks all the way, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the Grumpy Imp. I, I, uh, it's, it's really cool. But it's a really fun it, it reminds me of, Necrom- before Necromunda was Necromunda, Necromunda was Confrontation, which oh, was okay. a free yeah. set of rules in White Dwarf. Mm-hmm. And I'm fairly certain that that imp, I, I can't yeah, reach. The, I, I can't reach the white dwarf because it's buried behind boxes on the bottom shelf here. <laughs> but I'm fairly certain that was a bit of artwork from oh. the original confrontation because it came in several issues after that. You know, you got the background, the story, the rules, blah blah blah. Yeah. And yeah. I, so I think that's a callback to something that possibly me and three other people in the world remember. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I approve. It's, uh, it's a. What do they call it? Uh, I've got to find the name of it. A caryatid. All right. Caryatid sure. called Sticks. There yeah, you go. That's not? the name of it. It's the new um, it's, it's really also, it's also uh, copyrightable version. And it should be shot in the head, and then she should be shot in the head. <laughs> For having it anywhere near her. Yeah. 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 And then purge the world, because you can't yeah. be certain how but, far it's uh, spread. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. You've got a new sort of personality that you could throw into your Escher gangs alongside a couple of additional sort of hangers on and followers that you could use. So this is the Shiver and the uh, Apprentice Clan Chemist. Uh, so the Shiver that you see there on the left has uh, been previewed in the past. We've talked about it on the show, I think, back during the, some of their previews and things. Uh, but she can sort of see the future, as it were, um, for good or ill uh, using her tarot deck and her lovely scene stone, as you see. 
an unregistered title. Seriously, burn Another bolgun round to the head. There we go. Uh, but yes, so she's uh, going to be able to be picked up and added into your gangs, and maybe she'll help you out in the sort of forthcoming scenarios that will be setting up with your gang. You've also got the Apprentice Clan Chemist there, uh, which not only does the job of applying toxins to your blades to mm. kill all of your foes a little bit later than when the battle happens, <laughs> when they're sleeping at night and then suddenly <laughs> their, their eyes bleed and their nose explodes and all that kind of stuff. That was the wrong way around, but there we go. Um, <laughs> they are also the ones that hold the secrets to turning um, the recently deceased members of mm. of House Escher into the likes of the Death Maidens and stuff. So if you want to run around with some slightly rotten uh, Escher, mm. then you can do, which is very cool indeed. And again, thought. loads of awesome colour and poppy things going on. Really Where cool else? ideas for characters and all that kind of stuff as well. Building on that kind of retro feel to Necromunda, which I think is always nice to see uh, on the tabletop. Let's go and watch Tank Girl and then uh, exactly. base yeah. all of your color schemes on Tank Girl. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the Goliaths are not to be outdone uh, because Gorshiv Hammerfist, which is possibly the most metal name I can think of for a character, what does he do? He gores you with his shiv and then hammers you with his fist. There we go. <laughs> uh, he is rocking around with all of the steroids pumped into his body and all of the toxins, and he's carrying around two power hammers, not one, two power hammers for smashing you to pieces. Um, obviously, he's a, uh, a Goliath, as you can see, by his lovely ridged uh, Mohican there with the blades going on on it, which I think is really cool. Yeah. If he doesn't beat you to death with his hammers, he'll do it with his head. Uh, yeah. Again, somebody from the Imperium desperately need to come have a word with them because yes. they seem to be straying <laughs> rather far. The, uh, the, uh, the Palanitian forces are like, uh... <laughs> the hurriedly reloading your position. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, we are citizen. But another fantastic model there with all of the skulls just showing off, you know, how grim dark he really is. I, I just... Just another amazing miniature from Forge that I think sort of builds on the the fantastic look of uh, all of the Necromunda factions and stuff that you get to play on as mm. at the tabletop. Uh, there's also a set of the Underhive Traders, uh, which were revealed a couple of weeks ago as well. So this is a set that breaks down into sort of like a, a, a monster hunter that can gift you all sorts of strange creatures using your gangs. There's also a gun supplier, the gunsmith, um, who's totally not going to sell you bogus equipment that's going to explode as soon as you start using it. And also a relic hunter at the back there as well. Um, so if you're uh, <laughs> if you're a schmuck like House Cordor <laughs> and you want to buy the bones of Saint Celestine or something who's not actually dead, then uh, maybe you can sort of pick these up and use them in your games as well, which I think is really nice. And this this brings me to something before we move on to last thing. Mm. This brings me to something that I think is, is I think is well worth sort of diving into because. I genuinely think if you're going to be playing 40k or like the idea of 40k and the background and the lore and everything like that, I think Necromunda could possibly be the best way to dive in and start playing this. I think there's a good amount of stuff that they've kind of condensed now into not a huge volume of books. Mm. There's a good model range that is incredibly well uh, suited to customization and kit bashing and all that kind of stuff. You've got all of these additional models from Forge well, that'll help you build and all that kind of thing as well. Games aren't going to take you five hours. There's a really nice campaign system built into it and all that kind of good stuff as well. I, I'm, I'm seriously on the kind of Necromunda hype train, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I um, couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if I really like all this cool stuff. So <laughs> he, hides, he hides it very well. Yeah, mm. But uh, yeah, I, I'd really like to hear what people think about it because, you know, 
Necromon has been sort of bubbling away in the background for a while now from Games Workshop, and it would be really fun to see what people think about it at this point in 2022. Obviously, it went through a little bit of a rocky period after that kind of initial release for the Underhive Wars box set where everyone was like, there's too many books and all that kind of stuff, which there were, there were too many books. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see where people think, think they are with the game now, if they're having fun with it. I know a lot of YouTubers and stuff have been playing it and, and really enjoying it. The system's really fun and simple to use as well, which is, which is always good. I've so. completely lost track of what is required for Necromunda. It's even a if, lot. <laughs> even if it's the same edition, because they keep releasing stuff and then condensing stuff yeah. and then adding stuff and then condensing even, it and then changing it and taking bits out and adding bits. Out. And I've got to the point where I don't know if they've hit a new edition or if they've just been chopping and changing. If you if you take Ash Waste out of the equation, Mm. and all that kind of outdoors and vehicular which stuff. Is the, which is part of the outdoors, because the rest yeah. of the outdoors is coming in a sec, separate supplement. They are coming in separate books and stuff, yes, for individual things and that kind of stuff, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, a lot of it is can essentially be boiled down now to you just need the core book and essentially the codex for right. your faction, and a stack gets you done pretty much the whole way through, which I think is really nice. And then you can buy the additional – you can buy sort of separate books if you want to for some of the Dramatis Petoni and that kind of thing as well. Mm. But – the, the majority of it is all kind of very kind of sort of uh, toned down, I'd say, in terms of their release schedules and things. I think it's probably because they thought maybe actually we have overwhelmed people <laughs> with this stuff. Who would have thought yeah, it, eh? because there were so, cards yeah. and all sorts, of, and then the cards were yeah, limited yeah. edition, but they didn't yeah. exist anywhere else. So if you didn't you get You can them, find a just, bunch of it online now. So, no, done yeah. for, yeah. It just, it got very, I wouldn't say overwhelming. I just tuned out. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's easy, yeah. easy, easy enough to do with a lot of the game workshop yeah, stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Also, if you're someone who likes uh, the kind of 28 movement and Ink 28 and all that kind of stuff, mm. just go and look at the the 412 the, range. The range is because for characters it's and amazing for that. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I know a lot of people who have been playing Ink 28 and and all that kind of stuff, and and basically just gone. Well, I'll just use everything that they've created with their dome runners and all the other cool stuff that they've done, bounty hunters and everything else in between. Because uh, I mean, even those characters that you're seeing there, absolutely perfect for putting together cool. Pirates haven't games. come back yet, have they? Uh, they they haven't done the so. outland stuff. So you, redemptionist priests, spirers. Well, redemptionists are now have, have been worked into some of the corridor stuff. They have done redemptionists to a degree. Redemptionist corridor. The Ash Wasters, I may be getting it wrong. The Ash Wasters have kind of been reformatted yeah, I'm, I'm, into the ones that they've now been yeah. that they've now got, but uh, but uh, rather than the kind of standard Ash Waste that you might remember. But there's plenty for you to dive into mm. and have fun with the Necromunda, I think. So, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. I shall yeah. allow it. Carry on. <laughs> oh, and then finally, uh, if you want to buy something massive and probably incredibly overpriced, uh, <laughs> there is a new plastic and resin kit. It's not all resin, thank God. <sighs> <laughs> oh, the, the main hull is the Gene Stealer cult thing, isn't it? It looks a lot like the um, the mining vehicle that they had for that. Is it, is well, that I'm not what, entirely yeah. sure how much of it is mm. new and how much of it isn't, but this is a new sort of transport vehicular option for the ash wastes. Obviously, it's not going to fit into the underhive. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a very big tunnel. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is a new vehicle that you can use, which comes with stubbers galore and can carry your troops into the heart of the fighting. Um, I like to, I'd like to... As, as with anything vehicular-wise, or indeed necromander-wise, mm. it's basically an orc vehicle. Um, 
So yeah, have fun with it and uh, add it to your next or Kami. There we go. It's your new battle wagon. Ding. Take it. Take <laughs> you're, you're welcome, orcs. <laughs> everything they everything Gage Roger will make is essentially an orc kit. So yeah. So yeah. it's a weird, weird way of looking at it. And entirely <laughs> accurate as well. So Eldar Felt, Falcon Graf Tanks, Orc Kit. Yeah. <laughs> Tau Hammerhead, Orc Kit. I could, just, I could see a Falcon being used by the Orcs, but I can also see them turning it upside down so they yes. can just skid along behind a yeah. couple of like massive engines. Get the two yeah. Escher uh, engines, oh, chain them to an upside yes. down Falcon, and just yes. sledge your way to happiness. Oh, I, that's pod racing. The, the Space yeah. Wolves already did that, didn't they? Yeah, with, they're, they're uh, with, with yeah. Father Christmas. Or. Uh, just make an Eldar Graf tank, but have a horde of orcs underneath it carrying it forward. Carrying it, like Palakrin <laughs> with Gazgul on top of it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All of these are viable options. Yeah. Right. Uh, we shall be back in just one moment to round out the show with a look at some 3D printing and Kickstarters. Uh, you can start working out what way you're going to be applying these to your orc <laughs> army. <laughs> We're back then, and we have a 3D printing segment, a little bit different, mm. young Benjamin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like smashy uh, and nicey. <laughs> for charity. Yeah, so uh, this one uh, is a little bit different. So this one was one that was brought to my attention earlier in the week, and a lot of other companies have got involved with this and been sharing stuff um, in the 3D printing vein to help out with it. So Soul Good Creations is a collaborative effort between Sergey Sobol and um, Caleb Goodson. Uh, and they have been, well, they've already run one project already, one um, fundraising project, uh, which raised over $100,000 or something like that, uh, which was useful for um, feeding those who have been displaced by war in Ukraine. And uh, they have now come back with another fundraising project, as you can see here, aiming to raise more money to continue their good efforts over there in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, And as with the first one, they have teamed up with a whole bunch of 3D modelers and sculptors and different companies alongside producing some miniatures of their own uh, that you can get your hands on as part of a bundle, a collection uh, that will be distributed later on. I think it's in the start of 2023 Mm -hmm. um, via my manufacturing and all sorts of other things like that. Um, for you to print off at home and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but obviously, as well as getting your hands on a bunch of amazing miniatures uh, that can be used for a variety of different games. It's got sci-fi, you've got fantasy, you've got all sorts of different things in there, including historical stuff as well. Um, dioramas, vignettes, monsters, all sorts of different things. Uh, you can get all your, your hands on all of these miniatures and then they can uh, all of the benefits from that will go towards their goodwill efforts that they're doing Um, over in Ukraine at the moment. Uh, They have videos and all sorts of things uh, on their fundraising page that you can go and watch if you want to, to find out a little bit more about them. Uh, You can also go back. I I would encourage you to go back and look at the first fundraiser that they did, uh, where they talk about some of the things that they've done in the past um, and also interact with the community that's there as well and find out more about them and what they do. Um, but yeah, the uh, the newest um, fundraiser that they've put together here features a whole host of different things. Uh, what we're seeing here is a lot of the soul good stuff. So this is a lot of their own creations that are kind of based on 
as you might have guessed from the imagery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff that is very pertinent to the moment, but then he's, get to it. He's from Kharkiv. Or- yes. Yeah. Kharkiv. Kharkiv. I think it's that. Uh, yeah. Kharkiv. Um, Kharkiv. That's it. Kharkiv. Let's get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening there. And they've also talked about the fact that, you know, there is relentless stuff happening to people over there, even now, um, obviously, as things are slightly changing, I suppose. But uh, anyway, <laughs> there are lots of miniatures for you to dive into and have fun with and pick up, including these awesome gods and uh, goddesses that they've been working on. I think there's some really awesome um, sort of <laughs> standout pieces within this collection mm-hmm. that I think would be amazing fun for a lot of sci-fi, um, sci-fi and fantasy war gamers to play around with. And using their role-playing games and <clears throat> and war games and all that kind of things. I mean, these would be perfect uh, for use in something like Kings of War, for example. Just mm-hmm. change that base to a square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get straight to a square. And away you go. There's uh, Julius and Samaressa, the two legendary early <laughs> They are filth. Yeah. And there's um, a fire Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of things in there. Uh, alongside that, as I said, a whole bunch of additional people have sort of got involved with this. Uh, and started um, providing miniatures uh, as part of the bundle so that when you get these, you get like an astronomical amount of (laughs) of STL files. Mm. It's pretty insane. Uh, So you've got people like 3D Breed miniatures, uh, Asgard Rising, Battle Yak, Bestiarum miniatures, Black Scroll, uh, Cursed Forge, Mm. Flesh of Gods. A lot of the people that we've looked at previously on 3D Printing is the Shiz uh, that have all come together to help with this. Uh, RNE Studios are part of this. Ratman Forge, Claymore Miniatures, World 4 Minis, Galadir. Loads of different people have got involved to provide a variety of different miniatures that you can pick up. Um, and uh, you know, Absolutely spanking post-apocalyptic, aren't they? Oh, yes. They're very cool. Especially if you're looking at play- playing something like Mutant Year Zero or something, maybe, you know, that, that the role-playing and now miniatures game that's coming out from uh, Free League. That'd be pretty yeah. good for that. So, uh, but yeah. Um, definitely worth having a look through this for yourself. There, I, I mean, we've barely scratched the surface yeah. of what's uh, what's available to have a look through. But uh, if you go and have a look, the all-in sort of gives you an idea of exactly what's on the way. And there's a couple of miniatures from every one of the creators in there. Um, it may, obviously, it's helping with charity and it's mm. helping in, in that sense. But it may also That's sort of stunning. broaden your horizons when it comes to 3D printing. And maybe you'll find some creators out of this that you'll then go on to support um, through tribes and Patreon and all that kind of stuff as well. So it's a nice loving, which is always good to see. So Square bases. Just make it square. square. <laughs> That's why I'll never go into 3D printing. Nobody apparently knows about edges. Yeah. <laughs> like to introduce um, you to a corner. Uh, I've got to say, the Red Dragon, one of my favourites. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not surprised because there was a, I've seen like a bundle of about five or six dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, this may be the, so the elder one. Yeah. The young one and everything else. Yeah, it's very nice. Handy for dragonflight. <laughs> Handy for dragonflight, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, 21 days left on uh, this little particular fundraiser. Um, uh, I think they've raised over four, as you can see there, raised over $44,000 at the moment. Um, so oh, if you want to get involved... Up. And uh, it's, it's very handy. Don't scroll back to the top like Kickstarter, which yeah. you're about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're interested, make sure to go and give it a look. Do a little bit of a read up on the team and what they do and all that kind of stuff as well. And, That's um, monstrous. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that oh. the best yarn stuff? I think yeah. it looks like best uh, Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. they work. Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, they're good people. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of their models and they're very nice. They're very good indeed. 
Yeah. And obviously you can see, you can have a look yeah. at, um, obviously a lot of these different uh, creators, you'll have seen their work previously in, on, in, in other shows and also on my manufacturing in general. And you'll know the quality of the stuff that people are creating nowadays. If you're looking at the sole good stuff, all the stuff at the top, a lot, a lot of it was test prints and things. So you can see how it all turns out and, and what it looks like as well. So definitely worth one worth having a look at. So. I was going to say, it looks like a wizard there for a moment. <laughs> then we got a bit further down and found his tray of assorted... Uh, they might be magical. Pork, p- pig products. <laughs> Not pork, oh, pig products. I, uh, I, just, I was just thinking about pork ones and I shouldn't do that. There we go. No, no <laughs> it's it's a clever and then mix I said it of stuff as well. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, yeah, I lost it. Because you know, at no point have I ever thought about a chameleon riding on a kiwi. Exactly. But now <laughs> I feel like I can't <laughs> think about anything except yeah. a chameleon riding on a kiwi. Yeah. You ever seen a kiwi <laughs> cut one in half? It's nothing like the fruit. I was misinformed. <laughs> that is bizarre. You still shouldn't eat one whole though. That's no. terrible. Yeah, sure. oh, God, people that, there are people that I found out that eat kiwis with the skin on. It's roughage. You need roughage. Yeah. Don't worry That's about wrong. it. Cut it in half, scoop it out with a spoon. Oh, my God. So, Just yeah. eat the skin. Uh, no. There you go. That's one for Justin. He's going to have to edit that. He's going to be so annoyed that I've scrolled this far down. Scrolling black bars. Just all be blurred. They won't be able to see anything at all. Ooh. Basilisk slash cockatrice. Mm-hmm. The choice is yours. Yeah. See, more of those, more turning people to stone, please. There is a wealth. <laughs> this is us not even halfway through. Yeah. And it's nice seeing so many wow. different um, artists and styles coming together as well. So it's, yep. like I said, it's a bundle for everyone. Even <laughs> if you're not planning on using all of it, there's still mm-hmm. going to be a, a fairly significant chunk yeah. um, that you can lay your hands on. It's the, is there a single price for it, or is it because it's a, a f- uh, I fundraiser? Can't um, can you dump whatever you want? I'm just blasting through the bottom of it here to see if there's a suggestion. Uh, there are tiers. So oh, there, there we go. Yes, tiers. Ah, so there's, go. Uh, there's rally supporter and companion, I believe, and then there's all the add-ons as well. So you can yeah. just donate for the sake of donating. If you okay, want so, so so if you want everything, which is six hundred and thirty. STL files. That's seventy dollars. <laughs> That's still not bad, you know. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. No, it's John, even, Je- even even Jerry might get that. <laughs> I have a feeling like my three D printer is going to be busy. I, I I think all of our three D printers are going to be busy. I want that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So. And Jay transferred his entire bank account to John. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, interesting. Sort of little uh, compilation yeah, of, a of 3D but, uh, printing, yeah, and yeah for an excellent like cause as well, especially with um, winter starting to hit hard as well. Um, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Enough of that 3D printing. Uh, we're almost at the end of the show, and we've got a pair of Kickstarters to oh, finish yeah. us off. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing we're going to be looking at, I'd like to start off by just preempting this one. I was speaking to Dean yesterday about this, <laughs> who is aware of the company. Um, I was reading the little blurb uh, that you get at the start explaining what the game is doing and, and where they are. And they go, and your, your people set off from Roskilde. I was going, oh, it's a Polish company. Who wrote the game? Because 
it's unusual that they introduced Russ Kildy. And I looked down and went, uh, Diego Francesco. He's going, all right, so not Danish then. No, not Danish. But the, uh, the game itself is Runar then, Ben. Yeah. So this is Runar from uh, Ludus Magnus Studio. Uh, they did some really fun stuff in the past. And this is their latest board gaming project, uh, which is for one to four players, where you will take on the role of Vikinger or Vikings, mm-hmm. who are looking to make a name for themselves. Um, you will, at the start of the game, put together your own team of three Vikings from a smorgasbord of options. Uh, And each of them will come with their own deck of cards and their own powers and abilities. And it's up to you to bring together the best team of three that you can, because the aim of the game is to show that you are worthy in the eyes of the gods by uh, collecting a whole bunch of relics and other runic symbols and stuff like that uh, over the course of a campaign. And yes, I say the word campaign because... Mm -hmm. When you start off playing this, it's really fun. Uh, You start off with a series of five almost tutorial-style campaign missions that you play through. Mm -hmm. And through each of them, you'll learn more about the mechanics and how they work, and you'll delve into more details about the characters and action cubes and action cards and dealing with terrain and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of that, the person who has gained the most glory will be the winner. But then from that point on, this then becomes almost like a little bit of a sandbox-style game where you'll then either be able to play out just individual battles, if you like. You can just get into proper good old skirmishes between Vikings and CEO comes out on top. Or you can dive into your own self-made campaigns where you'll plug in different scenarios that you'll do throughout the course of the five games and play against different enemies and have different objectives. And obviously you can go back in and change up your Viking warband and switch around the three models that you chose from and all that good stuff. So there's plenty of additional stuff thrown in there for replay value. It's not one of those campaigns where you play it and then by the end of it, you're done. There's loads of different options for you to dive in and have fun with with this one. The core of the game is based around those kind of action cards that I was talking about Mm -hmm. uh, that you get with each of the characters. So you pick three characters and their decks almost sort of um, merge together and they'll be used for either abilities and upgrades and all that kind of good stuff. But then what you'll do during a turn is that there's like a cube-based mechanic where you'll spend cubes in order to do certain abilities on the character's cards That could be something like just hitting with a regular melee attack. It could be smashing someone into walls. It could be throwing people across the map. Uh, It could be bringing down huge pieces of scenery on top of people and all the kind of good stuff. Um, If you've looked at things in the past, like I want to say like Super Fantasy Brawl Mm -hmm. and those kind of games, this game has a lot of those kind of those vibes going on with it, where it's kind of arena based in many regards, where you're going to be setting down and setting up the board with all the different pieces and the enemies and that kind of thing. And the interesting thing about this as well is obviously I said this is a one to four player game. It's actually competitive between everybody, but then there are additional monsters to get thrown into the mix at the same time. So you're having to deal with all of the other people around you who are trying to steal all the runic items, not steal, (laughs) requisition, requisition, claim, (laughs) keep safe. Uh, You're trying to say, well, you'll be fighting against each other and then there'll be also be all the monsters thrown at the same time, which will kind of make things a little bit more chaotic and all that good stuff. As I'm scrolling, (laughs) I read that as danger noodle. (laughs) <laughs> so reading from the bottom to the top to be fair I, I would I wouldn't pass the, put it past the Vikings I, I, danger I, I think there is a uh, danger noodle later on it may be Jormager himself but you know. <laughs> um, so the core game uh, comes with a whole host of different characters for you to play with you also get all of your sort of standard Draugr enemies that you'll be fighting against and all sorts of Viking undead um, but in addition to that there's a whole bunch of additional things uh, extra things as well so 
You have three expansion packs that are available as part of the campaign. So there's Hell, which comes with a couple of new sort of necromatic, shamanistic characters for you to use in your games. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, a nod to Blasphemous. <laughs> it's another, yeah, another yeah, video yeah, yeah. game. There we go. Uh, so, yes, uh, there's the Hell pack, which comes with sort of your necromancers, your shamans and stuff, alongside some more Draugr-style enemies. You then have uh, Jarl, which throws in just a bunch of new heroes into the mix. Um, so it's just a big set full of awesome new heroes and all that kind of stuff, which is really nice. You also get like mounts and all that kind of stuff thrown in there as well, which is really cool. Uh, and then there's also finally the Troll expansion. Troll! Um, which comes with, as you might have imagined, a troll. A troll. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, that yeah, will... That will yachtnar its way across the board nice. and punch people in the face and all that good stuff. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the game, uh, you can find out. Uh, you can check out the uh, the rulebook that Jerry was showing yeah. off there, which is uh, it's obviously a work in progress, obviously. Um, but uh, you can go and get a sort of feel for the game in more detail and know what it's all about. But there are also all of these videos for you to go and watch as well. So you can go and um see what you like about it and uh see what you think i gotta say for a what appears to be quite an early project of this that's fairly finished so <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice prototype isn't it it is yes <laughs> uh oh god i love cardboard that slots together <laughs> oh, look at that mm. it doesn't take much to impress you ben does it nope dinosaurs <laughs> and slotty cardboard no wouldn't create yeah but this is the thing. I love how like uh, in depth they've gone with this to try and make it like a sort of not over the top, but a luxurious uh, sort of skirmishy board game to play on the tabletop. Uh, it's nice that the previews are there because I was looking at the the map that they had and I couldn't see anything that would make a board game. It, it looked more like an empty arena, but whenever you, you can see, see it in here, that, on the there are symbols and yeah. quadrants. So. Mm-hmm depending, I suppose, on the scenario, it will tell you where to set specific yes. things yeah. to block line yeah. of sight and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also uh, like the idea that you get to the end of your scenario and one person is in charge, uh, and then from then on you sandbox it and it's just about taking them down. I like yeah. that idea yeah. of just everybody yeah. else trying to double you, Shay. Just, you know, <laughs> somebody's come out on top and they need to be pulled back down. Yeah. If you can't reach their level, then drag them back down to yours. That's how <laughs> I view this game. Play the campaign to find out who you're going to be yeah. spending your time attacking. Also, the boar's wearing some sort of lion helm, uh, one of my favourite models. Yeah. I'm pretty certain that's historically accurate, according to the day and I was yeah. speaking to. The um... to comment. Uh, there's plenty of horning helms, which, as we know, is totally historically accurate. Yep. But uh, <laughs> uh, all of the miniatures come in around, well, they're 35 mil scale, but most of them are much bigger than that. So they stand mm. at like 45 mil up to somewhere in like the mid 50s, 60s for some of the bigger ones as well. So um, if you like the look of the models and you wanted to turn it into a little bit of a hobby project as well, you can do that. I wonder if it's going to show you. Oh, it's going to go through the characters now, which is good yeah. because there's one in particular. <laughs> Uh, the guy dressed like the shark is not him. There is a long bearded <laughs> uh, shaman type. I th- yeah, I know the uh, one you're waiting who, for. Who looks that's him there? Look at. <laughs> and this is what happens to Justin after he's been told to strip down and rebuild the studio for the umpteenth time. He just has that wild-eyed look, and we don't go in that room. He breathes far as well, and and you know Justin's got you know the smoke coming out of the that's true, the yeah. vape pen and stuff. So it's very on brand. There we go. So, yeah. It's it's a really fascinating looking um, yeah, yeah aesthetic they've yeah. gone with. It's that sort of uh, it's very kind of Pixar esque. Yes, or, yeah. that, that's. I knew I'd seen something like it before, it's, and I couldn't. Especially with the character, yeah. it's how to train your dragon. It really looks yes. like how to train yeah. your dragon. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's definitely worth having a look at. Uh, Ludus, uh, Ludus Magnus have done a whole host of different projects over the over the last while. Yeah, um, very well known for a lot of their games and and the quality of them as well. So it's definitely one you want to go and check out. It's actually only running for when you're seeing this seven more days, so it's quite a, a short campaign in the yeah. grand scheme of things. Uh, but it's definitely worth having a look at, and uh, it's obviously well funded already. Yeah. So there we go. So there's a week left on Runar. Get in there, Runar Vikings. The, the trailer oh, is very cool, by the way. The, the trailer is full of really loud music and grating metal voices and everything like that. So it's very Which I absolutely adore, but you can't hear it, and I get deafened. <laughs> so that's getting it today. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you're, uh, if you're interested, you've got plenty of time still to dive back in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one more Kickstarter before we leave you for another Friday night. I had to add this one in, Jerry. So, yeah. We didn't have two because I would have added it in anyway, regardless of the end, if you hadn't. So, you know, think of it as just saving your own time. Um, (laughs) But uh, Westphalia, a little little business that I may or may not have mentioned on occasion in the past, is 10 years old. Uh, And so uh, to celebrate their 10 years-ness, Boris has been tinkering away on 21 Miniatures, I want to say currently, although there's rumours of something exciting if they hit uh, a big milestone. Um, So the Dark Ten is a, um, I suppose, gender bent. Is that what they call it? Where you you, you flip the gender of the the character. Gender swap, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So instead of having witch kings, you've got witch queens. Instead of having the the fellowship, all being male, <laughs> they're all female. Uh, and Boris has done a spectacular job on these. Obviously, the elf doesn't change because, you know, elves are terrible and racist. <laughs> racist elves. Um, but look, it's the fellowship. <laughs> it really is the fellowship. Uh, there's also a set of pirates. I'll get back down to the, the actual True. images because um, they're a bit clearer than the swirlies. Uh, although, if you want to see the back like Lloyd, then you can see the back like Lloyd. <laughs> the, the magical speedy, speedy speedness. Um, yeah, a whole host of interesting fantasy characters, as always, from Westphalia. The, the Halfling gang are great. I know her. There's a an actress whose face that, but I can't, I can't play. It's one of those where I'm going. I've seen, I've seen her in something. Who is she? And it's killing me. But there's definitely a TV show or film where um, Frodo or Frida, as I call her, uh, has been kicking around with Samantha. I also quite like the uh, Mary and Pippin esque ones. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah. I, I just look like they're just catcalling from the side of the road. <laughs> going, where are you going, Samantha? Frida, what are you doing? Going out dressed like that. You look like an idiot. Um, the unlikely f- uh, friendship as well. I mean, just the, all of them across the board are stunning. Really Morris good, always yeah. does really good work. They unlocked, night happily, they unlocked um, a couple of stretch goals just before we start filming, which means there's now, um, if you haven't seen him already, Christopher Lee's appeared. Really? So, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Getting down past the troll, and that troll is massive because I think we get uh, shots with them all lined up later on. The Wraith and Witch Queen and uh, the Undead Pirates. Not from Lord of the Rings, as far as I'm aware. No. I can't be entirely <laughs> certain. It, it, clearly, I just I just see LeChuck. So there we mm. go. More Monkey Island, please. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Hokey and Fokey and First Mate Jim Abbott. The, <laughs> 
they're a weird and wacky bunch. But our stretch goals are the ghost and the narrator have just been unlocked, which is great, which means we now have the evil wizard as the next stretch goal. Look at that. Bastard. Yeah. Long hair and the saggy skin on the arms, all wrinkly and horrible. Like your granny <laughs> when your parents are going, give granny a kiss goodbye. I don't want it. <laughs> and then WTF is even this. <laughs> yeah, for 50k. And he said there'll be something spectacular if they hit 100. I've no idea what that will be. Uh, but Maybe you just get Boris. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Do we have to share him? He becomes around? your living living sculptor for one. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. 100% all for that. Uh, you can pick up, obviously, various bits and bobs. So if you just want the, the, the company, uh, you can grab those. Uh, if you just want the undead pirates. And who wouldn't? They are just straight from... Boris's fever dreams. They're great as well, or you can just go the whole hog and lay your hands on them. Uh, there's also various add-ons. People have been asking, will previous bits and pieces appear in the add-ons? Um, to which the response was, we'll pick some out because it's a big <laughs> catalogue and we can't add them all in there. So if you've not seen them in the past or if you've seen previous campaigns and, and hadn't and missed out on bits and pieces, they may reappear in the, the sort of the pledge manager down the line. Um, I find it best just to get everything of these. I wonder, I, I wonder if you've done that already, Jerry. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. The Roachman, I don't think I own them. I think these are new, but at the same time, I'm positive I've got something with those little antenna. You're going to get them anyway. <laughs> and I'm getting them anyway, so you know, because it's better to be safe than sorry. I went through something the other day and discovered that I had multiple versions of the Mandalorian and IG um, from their D and D stuff they did at one stage. Uh, and, and when I say multiple versions, like three of the Mandalorian and two of IG, I'm going, what? Because anytime I was ordering stuff, I would go, do I have them? I don't think so. I'm going to order another set. I'm so random. I need to have some sort of cataloging system. Shay, what are you doing? <laughs> do you fancy cataloging a load of stuff? Not anyway, really, no. no, no Isn't that what Sundance, no, Isn't that what Sundance is for? Yeah, Sundance exactly. is just to keep, <laughs> keep track of what I'm Oh yes, doing yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on the tinch webs. Yeah. He, he's my eight camp, my Batman. Not that type of Batman. Though. I love the tiny little dead pirate as well. He's so happy doing a little. There's dance, so many nice little beard. details that get worked into these sculpts. It's, it's very good. Yeah, they'd be very good for um, forbidden Sam's as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, because they have that. I was going to say they've got that look to them, but then also I think Boris has sculpted some stuff for forbidden Sam's he anyway. Has, yeah. uh, so if you fancy some of the Mjork Bjerg, uh he helped with the last, well, that was the last Kickstarter, wasn't it, before this one? Yeah, yeah so. But yeah, yeah, they're absolutely corking figures. And when you get these larger sort of orc, ogre, monstrosity type things and the trolls, they really are beefy, beefy sculpts. So yes, all on board the Westphalia train for 10 more years. Choo-choo! That's what I say. You can't stop me. Boobamir. <laughs> it's what she's been called on Tinterwebs. <laughs> and yeah, scrawny golem looking particularly weird. So weird. Big bug eyes. All I, um, you know, 
there was a text-based adventure. This back in your old days, even in computer games, you had to make your own entertainment chain and you know imagine what was going on because there wasn't the actual animations to show you. So you would get right. words on a screen. And the Lord of the Rings text-based adventure game, uh, when you went to Mirkwood, uh, you got followed by something with big bug eyes in the trees, and it was Gollum. And you, there was a, like a specific maze, but you're just going northwest, Isa. And after like a couple of minutes of getting lost in the forest, it would drop in your head and kill you. Like two minutes into the game, it was. <laughs> they were not games for easy for people. I can imagine. I can imagine that the big bug eyes dropping out of the ceiling, doing you up like a kepper, stealing all your stuff, and running off into a cave. So yeah, the Dark Ten. I love it. I love it so much. I may back that one. Six days left. <laughs> Say nothing. Shh, move on. And we're going to talk about another one of Jerry's favourite kickstarters, isn't it? Have <laughs> I backed that one as well? Yes. <laughs> Something tells me yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. Uh, right, I think that's enough of this. I've got to go because I've just got a couple of kickstarters delivered from previous things. That one <laughs> um, shh, shut up. All of you, shut up. I can see you. I can feel your looks. Gazing dead eyes at the screen. Stop it. We'll be back next Friday for more of the same. If you want to join us then, you can. Don't forget, if you want to check if you're a prize winner, it's on tabletop.com and go to the prize claim form and not anybody random on Telegram. Whatever is that, how can they send you a Telegram? I don't know. If you want more of this madness, though, sooner than Friday, we will be back on Sunday morning for the Cult of Games XLBS. You can join us there. And if you're not already a cultist, you can get a 30-day trial. Otherwise, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.